0: This morning, I want to do my best to express gratitude for the seasons that are ending and then to kind of look forward to where we're going in this next year. Uh, we're going to go back to our journey in Acts. We were traveling through Acts as a community and we, we put an end to that when we entered the Advent season. So now we're going to come back to it. And so that the topic is just increase by multiplication. And I just want to just... Take a moment just to celebrate. I think Christmas was really merry. It was really a good season. And then it was a happy new year. And, I, and Susan and I had a couple of conversations with people as we just kind of talked about what we did as a community with the progressive dinner and just the Christmas Eve service. And we were just trying to say, you know, some, something good is happening in our lives. Something of value is happening in, in this community of people regularly. I, I, Susan and I get way too much credit for what we do in our community. We know we're part of it, but we're just a part of it. But God somehow, Jesus has somehow gotten a hold of us and together something really good is happening. And and, and when that something really good is happening, then we we really... With the ethic of Jesus, we want to be able to share that with others. We don't want to just keep that uh, for ourselves. We want others to be invited into what we are enjoying. So, our, kind of our Christmas word of encouragement, we ended the, the Christmas season with this encouragement. May each of us see Jesus for who he is. May each of us see Jesus for who he is. It's way too easy to create a Jesus that we think Jesus is rather than to respond to who Jesus has made himself known to be. You know, as we travel through John 1, I mean, he's introducing himself to us as Word, as light, as life, as only begotten, only unique Son of God, as Messiah, as King, as Lamb of God, and we're not even out of the first chapter of John. So it's up to, to you and me. We, that's who Jesus is. That's who he, this is who I am, and we want to see him for who he is. As John saw the glory, he, John was taking all that in, and he was just not knocked off off balance by the, the splendor, the majesty, the majestic person that Jesus was. We want to see that same glory. And then once you see that, we want to be like John. Then we want to invite others to see him for who he is too. And so my hope this year for all of us is that uh, there'll be that there'll be one person in our life that we can invite to see Jesus like we see him, as Jesus is. So I think that's the encouragement from our Christmas then what is it for the new year? You know, what does what, what, what Jesus have in store for us this new year? I think, as I looked at the scripture, Acts 12, 24 to 13, 3, that's just kind of re engaging with the story. I think, I think he has a word for us. So let me read this story, and then let's talk about it a bit. Meanwhile, the ministry of God's word grew by leaps and bounds, Barnabas and Saul, once they delivered the relief offering to the church in Jerusalem, went back to Antioch. This time they took John with them, the one they called Mark. The congregation in Antioch was blessed with a number of prophet, preachers, and teachers. Barnabas, Simon, whose nickname was Niger, Lucius, the Cyrenian, Menaean, an advisor to the ruler Herod, and Saul. One day as they were worshiping God... They were also fasting as they waited for guidance. The Holy Spirit spoke Take Barnabas and Saul and commission them for the work I've called them to. So they commissioned them. In that circle of intensity and obedience of fasting and praying, they laid hands on their heads and they sent them off. As we jump back into the story, the ministry of God's word grew and the message says it grew by leaps and bounds other translations it it grew in this this way of addition and multiplication and i just I just it stopped me in my tracks cuz as i read that i mean i immediately thought in my culture in my context when i say the ministry of god's word grows what comes to my head what comes to your head what comes in a, and I, and i immediately thought well in my world that means they published a lot of books Or they went down to the radio station, you know, and they got airtime. So they began to broadcast by the radio or the TV. You know, so they had, you know, televangelists telling the story. And then, I mean, social media, I mean, that's off the charts, isn't it? You know, so can you imagine the Apostle John with his, you know, Twitter account? But then I thought, wait a minute. They didn't have any of that. They're not publishing books. There's no radio. There's no TV. And by golly, there is no internet. So how does the ministry of the word of God increase without technology? It's really quite simple. The increase of Christian preaching. Expressed in the increase of the number of people who change their minds about Jesus and his kingdom. The word of God increased by multiplication. As Barnabas and Saul told the story, they invited others to join them in telling the story. And as they added people in telling the story, there was a multiplication of the way that people heard the story and began to follow Jesus. It was a personal, (laughs) it's the personal delivery of the message about Jesus. Don't get hung up on the word preaching. It's not like they had a pulpit and they were pounding it. They just told people about Jesus. This is who I met. And this is who he is. And this is what he said. And they really centered on his person and on the kingdom of God. And people began to follow. So you, you see this addition and this multiplication happening in a rather large way. It starts with a multiplication of ministry teams. You have, a, have Barnabas and Saul. You know, they're working together as a team in Antioch, which is in Syria. They deliver a gift down to Jerusalem. And then they say, hey, you know, we're going back to Antioch. The church there is growing. So let's bring an apprentice with us, John Mark. So now you have two... Adding three, resulting in a multiplication of two of teams to two, which if you keep going on in the story, if all that doesn't make sense. The additions result in multiplication. Paul will end up taking Silas and going to Asia Minor. Barnabas will take John Mark and go to North Africa. So you just you begin to see this increase by addition and multiplication. It also happens with the leaders. And did you notice? the different leaders. I I think that Barnabas and Saul probably invited these others to begin to lead the community in Antioch. Remember Barnabas? He was a Levite priest. He was from the island of Cyprus. He heard about Jesus, and Jesus was a lot different than what he thought he would be. This Messiah is different. And then what, what Jesus is teaching about the kingdom of God, this is different than what they taught us in the Levitical school. But he changed his mind. He changed his mind about Jesus. He changed his mind about the kingdom. He started following Jesus. And then what about Saul? Remember Saul? I mean, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Very rigid, very self-righteous, very loyal to maintaining his identity as an Israelite with an encroaching Roman world. And he had an encounter with Jesus. He changed his mind about Jesus. He changed his mind about what the kingdom of God would mean. He started following Jesus. He's actually actually from Turkey, from Tarsus. Then you have these other guys, Simon, whose nickname is Niger, which means dark-complected. Where did he come from? Well, probably Africa or one of the Arab nations. That's where he came from. Following Jesus, Lucius. Where's where's he's a Cyrenian. Cyrenian. What is that? He's from Libya, from North Africa, in Antioch. Following Jesus, and the Menaean. He's he's it's it's more than just knowing Herod Antipas, the puppet king over Israel, over a fourth of Israel. Really, he was an intimate friend. So he was in the, the, kind of like the aristocracy of Israel. But now you have him in Antioch, following Jesus. So, so look at the map. Look where these guys are coming from. You can't really see it very well, so I'll point it out. Antioch is in Syria. So like Libya is over here. So you have Cyrenians coming. You've got people from Cyprus coming. You've got Paul from Tarsus. You have others coming from Jerusalem, from Galilee, Perea. So you're having this, these additions of leaders that are being recognized and leading this group. And what, what happens when you start adding these differently? What happens? Well, again, you have this multiplication of leadership. So Antioch had all these gifted prophets and teachers. Again, what are they doing? They're telling the story of Jesus and his kingdom. They're teaching about Jesus and the kingdom. And they're doing it in a way that's very diverse culturally. The way a North African and a Galilean would tell that story would be different. And so if you have a diversity of leaders and you have a diverse culture, what, what is that doing in this huge cosmopolitan city of Antioch, the third largest city in the world at this time? It's just opening up doors for people to come. And to hear the story of Jesus. So again, you have this increase that results in this multiplication. It's growth. And in that mix, you have this this multiplication of mission. I mean, up to this point, they're they're planting a church in Antioch. They're growing a church in Antioch. And the leaders in that community, as diverse as they were, they're going about not just worshiping. the, The word that Luke uses is broader than worship. They're really going about in proclamation and teaching, prophetic ministry and prayer and fasting. And as they're doing that together in Antioch, the Holy Spirit speaks. It says, appoint point Barnabas and Saul to the work that I've called them to. You know, we're, we're not just going to grow a church in Antioch. I have another mission to send them on. So send them off. So as... as As you kind of come into this church, one person added to a team results in two teams. Leaders added into the mix of one church results in multiple cultural groups coming together. And then a new mission launched. So I think you and I today, I think we learned something from that. So here's what I would like us to learn. One, I want to go back to where I think the Christmas season kind of left us. Our, our, our friends and our family changing their minds about Jesus and his kingdom with the decision to follow him. I, I, I think that every one of us knows at least one person that would benefit from knowing Jesus, learning about his kingdom, and deciding to follow him. And I think that that person, that one person that each of us knows, if over the course of the year, that one person would be the person that we would just want to be invitational, intentional with. Just that we'd pray for them and that we would invite them. Why don't you come along? Why don't you come check out Jesus with me? Maybe we've tried it before. Well, try then. I think there's, I do, I really think every one of us has at least one person. And just think, I mean, how many years do you have left on the planet? I mean, guessing, you know, God, God's in control of that. But let's just say you have 60 more years. If you did that once a year, at the end of your life, there'd be 60 people following Jesus with you. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? See, I, that, there's a joy in that that sometimes we lose, We forget that what we're enjoying together, others can really benefit from. And it just is, it can be one person a year. So think about that. Pray about that. Who is that person? And have fun over the course of this year. And then as a community, I I think that what we want to experience as a community, we, we want to experience an increase. And that increase would be by addition leading to multiplication. So, yeah, we want, to, we want to add people to our ministry teams, for example. But then that's going to multiply in, into more and more ministry. We want to add people to leadership. That's going to multiply into more ministry. We want to add people to the, the kind of the diverse mix that we have. We want the diversity of who we are to increase. We don't want it to get less. I mean, have you noticed with kind of the fears of the world around us, people... They, that, that diversity really threatens people have you have you kind of picked that up <laughs> them us keep them over there us here no, that's not what the gospel's about at all. The gospel is about all of us being in the same place with Jesus so we want that diversity to really increase because it represents the kingdom of God and then finally our our mission yeah yeah we we want to see our local church. We want to see it grow. But we don't want it just to grow without multiplying into other churches. And so the, a season, for us to enter into this season of, of multiplication, of increase. And then sometimes we talk about increase, people start, well, golly, you know, it'll get big. Well, that big is, I don't know what big means, but it doesn't mean you lose connection when things grow. Think about it for a moment. If, if a local church doesn't increase, it means it's dead. Everything that's alive grows. So we want growth. And did you notice? I loved how the message said this. There was, there was this, this increase that came out of circles of intensity and obedience. Of fasting and prayer. And I don't know about you but a circle of intensity and obedience, of fasting and prayer, listening to the guidance given by the Holy Spirit, that doesn't sound like a Sunday morning gathering to me. That sounds like an intimate group of people. (laughs) And so wouldn't it be fun for us, each of us, to be connected to a circle of intensity and prayer, fasting and praying and listening? to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, connected to an, a, a body of people that's growing and increasing in diversity and ministry. I mean, doesn't that, I mean, that sounds like the best of both worlds to me. And I would like for us to all enjoy that. So just, to, just maybe to give us a little taste of that, I thought maybe what we'd end our morning with is that we would kind of have little circles of intensity and in prayer. Now, I don't know how intense you want to get you might not want to go wild today. I don't know, but I just, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say you know. Get three people in group, or five. I just get in small groups, get in a circle, and spend a little time praying with each other. I'm not going to tell you what to pray. I mean, we're you know, we're all adults here, right? So you can decide that. But let's let's taste it. Let's just begin this year. With an idea of what Jesus wants to do here, and then let's connect. Okay? One, two, three. Circles of intensity in prayer. Go.